0: Hey guys, welcome to the Moms Talk Autism Podcast. We have a very special guest, two of them actually, for you guys today. So stick around because you're not going to want to miss this.
1: When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together... This community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk
0: autism. All right, you guys. So we have a couple of really special guests on today. And we became aware of their nonprofit because the internet, right? I mean, the internet is an amazing, amazing place. Um, And today we have Jim Elliott and Tina Marie Hernandez, and they are from Dive Heart. And guys, I'm going to let you hop on and say hi. Um, Jim is the founder and president of Dive Heart. Tina Marie, you are the executive director of Dive Heart. And why don't you guys just kind of let us know what Dive Heart is and how did it come about?
2: So we're a nonprofit 501c3 that was started in 2001. And what we do is work with people with disabilities, cognitive and physical. And if we can get them in the water and help them experience freedom on so many levels, you know, this is a therapy of body, mind and spirit, And uh, we work with people that are just amazing and teach things to us all the time, and we just love it.
3: Yeah, we work with physical and cognitive disabilities, and we like to... uh the thing that that I love about it is it's a really, really quick turnaround. So for example, if somebody is a wheelchair user, I use as an example in 30 minutes, if they've never been in the water, I can get them standing up underwater and they look down and go, Oh my God, I'm standing up for the first time since my injury. And cognitively, we work with a lot of kids with autism, verbal and nonverbal. And I think the, um, Underwater, it takes away a lot of surface distractions and triggers. And the ambient pressure increases as we go underwater. So I think it's kind of soothing, almost like a pressure vest or a weighted blanket. And it's kind of like being in a sensory deprivation room, really. So it, mm-hmm. it kind of gets them in a zone pretty quick. And they, they love it. And then we take photos and videos, and now they're rock stars, and they can share with
0: mm-hmm. friends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, some of our love biggest it. ambassadors are um, – Some of the people that we've worked with on the autism spectrum and, you know, have really expanded our universe because they talk about us all the time and have interviews and do podcasts and then recommend us for podcasts. So it's quite wonderful.
3: Yeah. And our YouTube Mm -hmm. playlist, I think you saw some of them, uh, Shannon. We have um, Divers with Heart that uh, Tina Marie dreamt up. And so our filmmaker friend has created all these profiles. And we have at least two or three of them on there, I think, that are specifically talking uh, to autism and interviewing the individual with autism and what they get out of it and and their parents. Uh, Christine is very powerful where the parents are just like, blown away on how it's helped her become more independent and confidence and grown her self-esteem and stuff.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I was telling them that I spent, you know, hours on their YouTube channel because I was watching all of the videos and I'm obsessed. And, um, I, like I said earlier, have a terrible memory, but I think it may be Christina that you had just mentioned. Um, it was Sony, she's autistic and hearing her, she's verbal. So hearing her explain it, um, Uh in what it felt like for her and the confidence that she gained but then also hearing her parents speak um and a lot of things that parents of typical you know neurotypical you know children don't think about they were just so excited when she was on a dive trip with you guys and the alarm went off and all they had to do was make sure she was awake she popped out of bed she gathered up all of her stuff on her own she made sure she had everything on the checklist um And they were like, you know, I know that that seems so simple to some families, but for us, that's huge. And just spending that little bit of time with you guys had helped her confidence so much that she knew she could tackle it. She was like, I I got this, you guys. Like, I don't need any help. And I just thought that that was so amazing. Um, So what you guys do is fantastic. How did this start, Jim?
3: (laughs) Well, actually, I've I'd, I'd been guiding and teaching blind skiers since the mid 80s. So, Mel's daughter is blind. And um, after doing that, I saw how skiing could really help individuals with confidence, independence, self esteem. And I was a diver prior to that in college because I was a journalism major. And I thought if I ever meet someone like Jacques Cousteau, I better know how to scuba <laughs> dive, right? So, <laughs> it was kind of just a, a lark, you know, another arrow in my quiver as a journalist. And so, I. I I started thinking in the 80s and 90s, about wow, this could really work in diving as well. And I I was mainly thinking about physical disabilities. Again, wheelchair users, get them out of the wheelchair. And I knew intuitively that it would be good for them somehow. Mm -hmm. And so we just, I thought it was going to be a little club thing. We started out, I thought we'd do some pool stuff and quarry stuff and go on a trip once a year, like we did with the blind skiers. And oh my God, we're like, all over the world. I mean, I'm going to Malaysia (laughs) for two weeks. We just got back from a trip to Cozumel with physicians from Mayo Clinic who asked us to come and present on adaptive scuba and scuba therapy. Mm -hmm. So incredible.
0: And I just love that you have this open mind because, I mean, call me crazy. I would never think like, I'm going to start a downhill skiing Club for blind people. (laughs) Like, I think that that is so amazing. I'm just so happy that we have people like you who have these just wide open minds that think of all of these different ways, and you're not allowing it to them, you know, from something that they are fully capable of doing. And I just think that that is it's really inspiring. And I think it's really important for us as parents to think like you are thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know there are times where um, even my husband and I talk about it, we forget how capable she is sometimes, mm-hmm. and we have to sort of dial it back and say, Like you're almost eight, you're totally capable of doing these things, you know. So I just think that that is so so amazing. So talk to us about the trips that you go that you go on. Is it just the kids? Is it the kids and their parents? What does that look like? So
2: um, we offer various trips. Uh, We haven't gotten back post COVID. We have not gotten back to our domestic trips, but we used to go to Florida uh, at least three times a year. We're trying to get back there, but. Unfortunately, uh, it is cost prohibitive currently. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually cheaper, if you can believe it, for us to do our trip to Cozumel. Right. Um, But what we do is we do require, you know, if if there were, we used to do trips where it was young people all together, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, they could come by themselves because we had chaperones and things like that most of the trips especially the international trips if we were going to have a younger person come we would ask them to bring someone with them an adult so that they can remain safe we take care of all the water stuff but we don't do as much um outside of the water you know obviously we hang out with people and you know it's incl- it's the inclusivity is still there it's just that um you know if you were someone younger or someone who needs more assistance, then we ask you to bring uh, somebody with you to, you know, either Mm -hmm. your, your parent or a friend or a caregiver of some sort so that they can help you when you're not in the water.
3: Mm-hmm. And the uh, the heavy lifting we really do is in swimming pools all over the world. The trips are not for the sake of just going somewhere on a trip. We actually, mm-hmm. our training program requires instructors and advanced adaptive dive buddies to have so much experience with people with disabilities. And if they don't get that experience, then they don't get the certification. So we build, we bake into our, our trips a training component so they can be diving with a, a young man with autism in the morning and then in the afternoon or the next day they're diving with somebody with a spinal cord injury or a traumatic brain injury. So by the end of the week, They've gotten a sense at least to some degree of what it's like to be around and work with individuals with disabilities because we're we're diving in the morning two tank dives and then in the afternoon we're training doing empathy training with the instructors and then but they're having breakfast, lunch and dinner with the families with the participants and uh, the adaptive divers we call them and it just by the end of the week it's', it's we're all family really, mm-hmm. and they, they they get it on a different level
0: mm-hmm. So uh, I watched, the, yeah, I watched the YouTube video on that also. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah trips <laughs> are great. I mean, there, it's mm-hmm. a way for us to bond with each other. Um, mm-hmm. You do come out feeling more like family. I think it might have something to do with everyone's on life support when you're underwater, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a way for people to really connect and take your diving to you know the the ultimate level right? You're mm-hmm. out there in the ocean, you're seeing amazing things, uh, and you're experiencing it together. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a special type of bond, I think, that people form together.
3: And we and we knew very early on that it was therapeutic. So we immediately approached university medical centers and we've done this year, we're gonna do another virtual symposium, but we've done 11 adaptive scuba symposiums over the years that we've been able to capture on video. And those are really specific to chronic pain, for example, or autism or different types of abilities. And what you said, Shannon, about parents, I, I really experienced that firsthand. Um, I was in a, in a group, and there's blind children that are skiers, and and it's like, um, and then non-skiers, and the, and the parents were. I remember one point, there we have teenagers sitting at the table that are blind, and the parents are cutting the food for the, their daughter, or their son, and I'm like, why? What are you doing? And they go, oh, mm-hmm. they can't, they can't do that. They're blind, you know. And this whole protective thing happens mm-hmm. where you're held back, and, and we deal with people that are born. Blind or born with a disability, cerebral palsy, or whatever, and mm-hmm. sometimes their impairment is not their impairment; it's their parents mm-hmm. that yes, are going. You yes. can't do that. You no, know, oh no, yeah. no, don't do that, Johnny. You know. Mm-hmm. And and we also deal with people who have traumatic injuries, right? So now there's a loss, sense of loss with those individuals. So it's mm-hmm. really, you know, we're dealing with different groups, and you have to understand the different challenges yeah. that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. right. yeah. and, and I think yeah. it's
2: uh, parents across the board, it's hard to sometimes pull back and not be there. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, w- when you have a child who has cha- additional challenges to overcome, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like you might be overreacting, but I'm like, we all overreact in that way sometimes, <laughs> right? And this is like, mm-hmm. no, you can't cross the street.
0: It's like, well, mom, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, 13, you know. Yeah. At some point I'm going to have to cross the street. Yeah. I mean, my, my
2: mother, I'm 52 and my mother still, when I travel goes, don't talk to strangers. I'm like, I'm not going to meet anyone, mom. So. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh. And I think we do it without even realizing it a lot of the time. Right. So Mm -hmm. figuring out a way to gently remind us that sometimes we have to let go just a little bit. It's going to be Um, okay. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that they always blow us away when we do, you know, let go a little bit. Um, And I do too, obviously, you know, our podcast focuses on autism and, you know, cognitive delays and that sort of thing. But you guys also work with veterans,
2: mm-hmm. you do. know, which and
0: I think is so cool. Again, I, I
2: feel like any every group, every person we work with really teaches us um, mm-hmm. so much, not just about who they are, but who we are and making us better people, making us someone that might be more empathetic or someone that can um, be able to speak to people that you know we, we had a, a, a trip again, it was the Florida Keys, but we were working with some young people out of a college uh, out of the university that's down there and it was amazing to me that they said I did not have I do not have any friends with disabilities that I knew and I didn't realize that I could be friends with someone who has a disability. And I think they they said that very innocently, like very genuinely. They they had not met someone and it was blowing their mind that they're like, we went diving together and we had this in common and that in common. Mm -hmm. And it's exposure, right? It's Mm -hmm. maybe you never had that opportunity. And this, I'm assuming this person probably didn't. And it's so great that to have that. And with our veterans and we work with them, for me, I have a lot of uncles and aunts and cousins who've been part of the military, but, you know, I haven't been part of the military myself. And it, it has really opened my eyes to be able to work with both the volunteers and, um, divers who are, um, from that community, the veteran community. We just
3: had someone reach out to us this week in South Florida where the the organization we we collaborate with a lot of other nonprofits and groups around the world. And this particular group does surfing and, and different things with veterans with disabilities, but they didn't have a scuba component. So one of one of the veterans I trained a long time ago in a program here in the Chicagoland area called me in the morning. And said i want to turn you on to these people are you willing to collaborate with them I'm like well, absolutely and what was funny is the very program that probably 10 or 15 years ago he went through we were meeting with those people again the same day so he calls in the morning and he says to me the last thing he says is i wouldn't be an instructor and be yeah. who i am if it wasn't mm-hmm. you and dive for
1: oh, so, so incredible yeah
0: makes it all worth it, right? Yeah. It makes it all worth it. It's such a full circle. And the
3: military, um, military playlist that we have is a great way to share. I mean, that's the first thing I share with people that inquire about our veterans' programs. Right? Look at these. Mm-hmm. These will tell you the documentaries and the, <clears throat> the profiles and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, Tina Marie, can I hear a little bit of your backstory with diving and, and how, how you kind of got involved in that?
2: Oh, it was a trick of fate. So,
1: <laughs> well, because, you know, like, I mean, for some of us, like, I think it's so beautiful and I, and I watch diving and I'm like, and then I think about doing it and I, and I want to have a panic attack, you know,
2: <laughs> Just thinking about it, um, I, I, uh, met Dive Heart, uh, 12 years ago. I met Jim 12 years ago. We were at an alumni event, if you can believe it. Uh, we did not go to school together but we both worked for the newspaper at the university we went to mm-hmm. and the university, uh, the school paper has an annual event. And so we both ended up at that event and met and I'm talking to him and I'm thinking, this is an amazing thing he's doing. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is probably locationally undesirable. You know, they're probably 50 you know, miles from where I live. And as it happened, it was five miles from where I lived. And I was going through something myself at the t- at that time I was, thinking to myself, you know, everyone talks about your skill sets and this and that. I'm like, do I have a skill set? What do I, what could I offer, you know, another business or as a volunteer, what do I have to offer? So I started volunteering at the office and I realized that I did have something to give and to, um, contribute to help Dive Heart grow and, and develop. And so, um, that's how I that's how I got involved. I was not a diver. I thought I'd always wanted to be a diver. I remember very distinctly that my father had a aquarium book. It was called Aquarium and had all the beautiful photos of all the fish and things like that. And I used to look at it for hours. I remember as a child. And um so I've always wanted to do it, but I didn't I never came across the opportunity to get certified and I guess I didn't have the desire to go out and look for mm-hmm. it, right? So When I met him, I'm like, oh, that's an opportunity. So I did get certified that first year I was volunteering and I've been a diver ever since. And it's been amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Yeah. I also had,
2: I also had family members who, um, with disabilities. So I had, I had a cousin who was, um, he was born with a brain tumor and we didn't think he was going to make it six months. And of course his mother was, uh, you know, one of those moms that just fights and believes and encourages. And um, we had him in our lives until uh, he was 27. And he was one of the people that I think of um, that would have loved this program. He was such an out, out you know, an amazing person. He was willing to do things. He was a huge socks fan. He would, you know, was very friendly. He had a developmental delay. You know, the, the brain tumor was not kind to him, even though he was able to live, but, um, I think he would have loved everything we do. And so I think mm-hmm. of him a lot and as fate would have had it, his nephew is actually one of our divers because his nephew Aww. was born with a heart condition and he, um, he can't really do a lot of the very physically active things. So he can't play Mm -hmm. baseball, can't do soccer. And his mom, my cousin, finally reached out to me one year and she's like, do you think he could dive? I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So um,
2: (laughs) we got his doctors okay. And he started diving and it just, it changed him in the sense that, she told me, well, he's going to want to wear a shirt because he doesn't like his scars, right? He's very sensitive about that. I'm like, we all wear wetsuits. We all wear shirts when we're diving. So he's not going to look different. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to stand out in that way. And one day I'm talking to her at the pool and she gasps and I'm like, what's going on? Is there something wrong? And she goes, Tina, he has his shirt off and he was oh. with one of our volunteers and they were comparing scars on their mm-hmm. chest. Cause our volunteer had just had like a, a pacemaker put in and it, mm-hmm. she was like, he's never done that. And so those are the type of stories and experiences that we get to experience all mm-hmm. the time. And so mm-hmm.
0: we're blessed in that way. Well, in watching Christina's video, I'm pretty sure it was Christina's, um, She said, I've never done anything where I felt like I fit in before. Right. And she did doing this. So
3: Yeah, what's cool is people begin to self-identify as divers instead Mm -hmm. of someone with a disability. And Mm -hmm. uh, we had a lady roll up to us on one of the trips and say, You're not going to believe it. I'm I'm going, you know, by the pool, and all these people came up to me and they go, "Hey, diver, how's it going?" And it's like, wow, (laughs) they didn't like even see the wheelchair, and and that's Mm -hmm. what we do. We work with people's abilities, not their disabilities. Mm -hmm. And we, when I started doing this in '97. You know, there's a bias out there when it comes to people with disabilities, just inherently. And I think mm-hmm. that um, and the, the industry didn't want anything to do with it. I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, I started with physical disabilities, and especially when we, we started to transition to cognitive, like, you know, the traumatic brain injuries or cerebral palsy or autism. or I mean, the, the industry didn't want anything to do with it. And I just said, well, we're going to do it. And, and what's nice is the stories like Christina. I mean, we start putting those out there, and now those are evergreen tools that we have to show mm-hmm. what can be done, what is possible,
0: mm-hmm. what mm-hmm.
3: you can do instead of what you can't do.
0: Yeah, and we're
2: yeah, and really lucky that so many of our people that volunteer for us um, come with that open mind. You know, they come with um, an ability and an openness to be accepting. And I, mm-hmm. and more than one parent has said that, you know, they feel so welcomed, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, maybe, and, and we're all, you know, a little quirky here, a little different there. Mm-hmm. And I think not everyone connects with everyone the same way, but mm-hmm. we do find that most people will find somebody to connect with. To connect with. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm how do your volunteers find you guys or do you, do you seek out people or they've sounds like a lot of them have come to you and
2: they find us all different ways, but yeah, we, we we'll go out there and say, you know, if you want to volunteer, whenever we present, we say, if you want to volunteer, come and, you know, um, let us know they can come. Like we have people from all over the world that come from the UK, the Galapagos, Hawaii, California, you know, all over the U S and, um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of reaching out to us and letting us know that you want to, you know, you want to help out. And there's so many different levels of, mm-hmm. of being able to volunteer and help. Like you were um, saying, Shannon, you know, you the birthday fundraisers or fundraisers on Facebook, we have, mm-hmm. um, Jim always asks people to please share the stories because it's not just about inspiring someone that might have a disability, but all of us. Uh, and that's what David captured so well in the documentary is that we all have something in our lives mm-hmm. that makes us feel not a part of everybody else, or it might make us feel that we can't accomplish things or, you know, and I feel like the stories that we share and the people that we work with and dive with um, help us to see, oh, well, maybe I can do this. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I can get through this. Look at this person has to struggle just to brush their teeth in the morning, you know, that's an accomplishment. I can, mm-hmm. I can find the strength to get through this. And I think that is, is what we're hoping for. That's what we're striving for. Right? Yeah,
3: around the uh, volunteers. I've maybe I've gotten lazy in the last 22 years since we started this thing. <laughs> but what I do is when someone calls and wants to volunteer, I, the first thing I do is I go, great. You know what? Rather than you listen to me talk and bore you to death about what we do, I'm going to send you some stories, Shannon, like you you were watching the videos. When they get to me after they've watched, you know, we have hundreds of new stories. And, and, and it, I may pick out specific stories for them if they have mm-hmm. a child with autism or they know someone or they're a veteran. But I send that to them and indoctrinate them <laughs> before they ever <laughs> before they ever come and meet us in person or participate mm-hmm. in an event. And I'll tell you what, it saves us so much time. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's incredible. And mm-hmm. we're so blessed we have the tools now.
2: And you don't have to be a diver to be a volunteer. That's what I was yeah. You do yeah. not have we and Jim's a brilliant at this most of the time. Um, but I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Um, he asks people. What talent do you have that you'd like to share with us? So right now we have a young woman who's in high school who is a, she's a brilliant artist. She did this beautiful um, drawing for us and we're, we're making them into bookmarks and these bookmarks are just gorgeous and they capture what dive hurts about. They capture her background is uh, Jap- well she was doing a Japanese mm-hmm. mural, mural yeah. and so it has this Japanese heritage type of, of touch to it but it's amazing and we'll have them up on our website at some point in Facebook and stuff I'm sure within the next week or two but um, so she's not a diver but she's able right. to bring her talent we had young people who brought their talent with; they were interested in making um, short films and videos and so they come in and do their story and it's great. You know, we have people who write books and they donate, you know, their talent to us. So, you know, time and talent and willingness to help is really all you need to do to be a Dive Heart volunteer. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay.
1: That's so awesome. Yeah.
0: And so kind of just circling back to the kiddos who are autistic, I had one of our very favorite OTs that we've ever had um, since having Gracie was explaining to me that you know, sometimes our kids have a hard time finding themselves in time and space and knowing where their body is in this moment. And I really do feel like that's one of the reasons Gracie loves swimming so much. She gets in the pool. It's hard to get her out. Her new thing, I got to get her with you guys because her new thing is she wants to stay underwater as long as possible. So she'll be underwater and she'll be doing flips underwater and you'll see her little lips pop up and she'll take a big breath. And then she'll go back down. (laughs) She'll do it again. Um, And I can imagine that, like you had said, Jim, it's almost like a compression vest when you get down deeper or a weighted blanket. So not only are they finally aware of their body and where it is and the even pressure, you know, all over the whole body, but as they get deeper and deeper, they're getting that pressure that helps regulate their systems too. Um, So I can see why that would be so helpful to our kids. I mean, I think of myself, I used to be on the swim team and I would do swimming. Whenever I was stressed, I would get in the pool. And swim laps. You know, there's something about that sensory deprivation where you're focused and it's quiet. And I've never scuba dived, so I can only imagine it's like a million times better when you're down deep and everything's beautiful <laughs> around you.
3: Yeah, we present a lot, and we—I um, always like to say there's a lot of great therapies out there. There's, you know, mm-hmm. horseback riding and all these other mm-hmm. things, surfing. But we have the franchise on zero gravity,
0: mm-hmm. which yeah. is yeah. kind of cool, right? <laughs>
3: So we call yes. them aquanauts, not astronauts, and we call aquanauts. it inner, inner space, not outer space. So <laughs> that, that whole experience is zero gravity is very cool. But we did um, we did the the first study with Midwestern University on autism and scuba therapy. They interviewed mm-hmm. uh, several of our. our participants with autism around the country and and found a lot of great things. And it's also in our media kit um, as well as on our YouTube channel. But we're, we're available if you know of any groups we, we do a lot of Zoom stuff, right, since COVID happened. I mean, we've presented mm-hmm. now all over the world at, uh, with different maybe groups for people with autism or, or veterans groups or whatever. So if you know anybody out there, anyone mm-hmm. who's listening and they would like a presentation, and what we can do is queue up these videos that mm-hmm. specifically talk to that type of ability or disability or whatever and, and cool. just go from there and answer questions and maybe mm-hmm. inspire some people to try this.
0: Well. I can tell you right now that everybody who's listening is like, I have to figure out how to get my kids started in this. So
2: yeah.
0: Lucky what is your advice?
2: Is, right. We're always <laughs> growing. And, and, you know, you say that you haven't tried it, but one of mm-hmm. the things that I love um, when I get to see it is when families get involved together. Mm-hmm. So um, we have, you know, maybe Christina's parents will be in- inspired to try diving. Right. And mm-hmm. then it, we have a lot of families where, they're not going to go golf together. They're not going to play football, you know, after a Thanksgiving meal, but they can go on a dive trip together and they have, and they don't need to, right. you know, I, I love when people come with us, but I, I really love when I can see a family go, Hey, and we went down to Cozumel by ourselves mm-hmm. and we met up with the guys <laughs> and we went diving and it was a beautiful family vacation and mm-hmm. everyone participated and, mm-hmm. uh, so we, we encourage families to get involved together, uh, you know, if, if that's your thing, um, it, or brothers and sisters or, you know, best mm-hmm. friends. It's just, it's really nice because you have a built-in team, right? Your families, mm-hmm. your your dive team, so you guys mm-hmm. can go together. Were
0: you going to say something,
1: Tasha? I, I, I was just, <laughs> saying, yes, really quickly. That, that's huge for, um, you know... Shannon and I, especially our families are very active. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of stuff out outdoors and, and, um, my husband is a big snowboarder, you know, or he was, um, <laughs> and so that's been his, his hang up, you know, like, is, is this ever going to happen for our family? Are we going to be that family? And then I think about what you guys just said, and mm-hmm. this is incredible, you know, because mm-hmm. we would all be willing to, mm-hmm. to do that. And then, yes, that is our future family trips and, mm-hmm. um, time together. And that's incredible. You know, we, there doesn't have to be this, you know, cap on, on things. So
3: yeah. And what's nice it. is uh, everyone's equal. So dad mm-hmm. might right. be in a wheelchair and John right. might have autism, but they're underwater, man. They're, they're equal. They're the they're, same. Mm, yeah. They're both divers. Yeah. And I tell people, this really isn't about scuba diving actually. Mm-hmm. It's about, creating that paradigm shift in the individual where not, it's not Johnny in the wheelchair anymore. It's Johnny, the scuba diver. Now he self identifies that way. But what it does is it touches people around him, his community. And this, it's the ripple effect that I really dig because somebody that doesn't know Johnny or may know him, you know, at a distance now says, wow, if he can scuba dive, I can do this in my life. Mm-hmm. And then right. they take on other challenges and it's that ripple effect that I really think can mm-hmm. affect society in a real positive yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So the more people yes. get huge in that, you know, in that zone, the better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, We're it's like for- Shannon said in the beginning, you know, like, blind people downhill skiing. That makes me, you know, but it's like, we have such this perception as, mm-hmm. as a world. And then even within our own communities of, of, you know, and, and as of the parents of, of what our kids are going to be able to do or not able to do. And, and um, like you said, it's a whole societal thing of changing that perception of, mm-hmm. you know. And
2: think of, of, think of it this way. We have families where the, the child is encouraging the parent. Like it's gonna be okay, yeah. mom. It'll be all yeah. right. You do this and yeah. you do that, and, and we'll make sure you're you're safe underwater. And it, it gives them that there's where that, that confidence is, right? Confidence. Their, yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mom who helps me with everything, I get to help her <laughs> yes. get comfortable underwater or learn how I get to be her buddy. And I think that mm-hmm. the wording in scuba diving is everyone's somebody else's buddy. It's it's meant mm-hmm. to be done together and um I think in in the, some of the studies we've done, that's the big thing. We're not a um, kind of over, uh, we're over you and making you do this or telling you do that. We're equal to you. We're your buddy, and we're just helping each other out. And I yeah. think that really is a different yeah. way of looking at it for them.
3: And it's all challenged by choice, right? So we're not mm-hmm. we're not beating anybody up. It's kind of mm-hmm. you know, scuba diving is so many people have issues with water, right? Mm-hmm. Uncle Louie threw me in, a, in the pool when I was six years yes. old. And I ain't getting near water anymore, man. I, I freaked out. He was teaching me how to swim, right? And, and a lot of people have those kinds of experiences or they just, they're afraid of sharks, you know, or, mm-hmm. and all sorts of reasons. And that's what, what makes scuba diving for people with disabilities so mm-hmm. cool. It's like, yeah. oh my God, you dive? How do you do that? I, I'm afraid to get in the water, right? So so that makes the cool factors off the charts.
0: Well, and we're all for anything that, you know, helps our kids' confidence okay. and makes them feel more able, you know, in anything that they do. And it's funny that you say that because we had speech therapy yesterday on Zoom and her teacher, we're going um, to Riviera Maya on Sunday. And her teacher chose this week to do a game that was all about sharks in the ocean. And I was like, Lacey. <laughs> why, why are you doing this today? The best timing. <laughs> yeah, um, But I think that this is really, so my husband has scuba dived before. I have not, but like my whole family loves, we're obsessed with the water. We go places with beaches. That's our thing. So um, I think it's definitely something that should the rest of us get on board, you know, with my husband, it's something we could do. So if we were to say, okay, Jim, Tina Marie teach like Jack and Gracie, we want to get them started. How where do we go? Yeah, where we do? do we go?
3: Where are you located?
0: Uh, I'm in Arizona and Tasha's in Washington. Yeah. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm right by that ocean. So I'll mm-hmm. make it real easy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go in that cold ocean.
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, you don't have the warmest part of the ocean um, on your side of the world, but I think we have, and we and we're getting more all the time, but we have instructors in your area. Um, Jim usually gets these calls. I'll let you.
3: Yeah, we we uh, we've helped spin off over fifty nonprofits around the country. So what we'll do is, um, there is happens to be one in Arlington, so there is one close to you. And if there's not one close to you, there's there's ways we can do this. So we we either get an instructor to come to you, or we refer you to someone that we know that is doing it. That might not be necessarily Dive Heart, but mm-hmm. it's it's one, another group that we help spin off. So, we, we've we got those folks kind of sprinkled all over the world, and we would connect you that way. Okay. Yeah. And once you and so, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jim. I was going to say once you get through the, the wa- confined water or the pool part, then right. you want to probably schedule a trip to warm water and not try to mm-hmm. dive in something cold and dark and murky. And yeah. Yeah, that turns out maybe a lot that's, of people. That's, to maybe that's too. my
1: hangup, right? You know, yeah, that dives here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not- you know, <laughs> what's
3: funny is is people come into diving in Chicago or or Northwest or wherever, and they they really gun ho on diving. They want to do and they go through the pool stuff and oh yeah, they're great, and then they get thrown in a quarry that's dark and cold <laughs> and just you know, and they're wearing a really thick wetsuit and they're wearing a ton of weight to get them down, and they're like going this sucks. I don't want to do this. Oh,
1: man. I'm having anxiety just listening to that. I
3: know, right? I've done thousands of dives in in dark, cold water. I don't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. With this haircut, I get cold really easy. You can't see this. There's not a hair on this head. We try to get everybody in warm water. We love Cozumel because the current does a lot of work for us. So when you have current Um, moving we set, we get them neutrally buoyant. And we have videos that are really on YouTube where, where we have individuals, we'll get them on, the, on a sandy flat on the bottom of the ocean. And, I, and if they have any movement in their legs, for example, I'll say, okay, use your breath to control your up and down movement. The current's going to push you towards me. I'm going to swim backwards and videotape you. I want you to run along the bottom of the ocean. And they do this. And it's like, they look like they're going to fall, but they recover with their breath. And then they go up a little bit and then they come down because they're using their breath. And that's what we do is we teach them how Mm -hmm. to and it's really breathing therapy too because we've Mm had speech therapists say i can tell when when johnny has gone through dive you know done a diving session because he comes back and and he's improving you know what i mean in Mm -hmm. in speech therapy so breathing is a big part of what we do it's very zen you know it's a little bit like we were talking about this with an instructor the other day it's like martial arts where you're you know you're you're getting in that zone, and, and that's what diving does as well. So you're you're doing a lot of cool things, right? You're you're yeah. getting that zero gravity freedom, uh, the, and the perception. I mean, you you get the biggest challenge we have sometimes is when you first put your mask on and your regulator on, and you're not even going underwater. You just put it. We say put your face in the water and then breathe in. And some people do that, and they go, I can't do this. They pop out of the water because <laughs> your brain's going what mm-hmm. are you doing? You're trying, yeah. breathing, you can't breathe underwater. You're stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's what your brain is saying to you. And and I just laugh and I go, That's okay. Your, your brain's telling you you can't do that. And you know, it's not natural. So once we get them um, past that, then we get them standing up underwater. Now they're like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm breathing underwater and I'm standing up for the first time in my life, maybe if I was born with cerebral palsy. So it's really mm-hmm. very, very... Cool thing to, to watch happen for me.
2: Right. And there's, you know, we do a lot of tools, we have tools as well. So like we have an underwater puzzle. So I um I relate it to like when people are working on their golf swing, right? They tell you, uh-huh. don't think about it, just do it. And uh-huh. so when you're trying to overcome this whole fear of breathing underwater, when we give you a puzzle to do, you're not thinking about what that you're breathing underwater, you're thinking about the puzzle. And so you get to do the puzzle and then you go. Oh, I just I was just breathing underwater for five minutes. And I, I was okay. I didn't die. And yeah. then we have um, to, uh, toys that we have little rockets that we throw at, e- you know, throw to each other underwater and things like that. that helps us work on staying in the water column in the middle or you know, just relaxing and doing that. And so we found various ways to play underwater, even though we don't have the beautiful turtles and fish and things like that when <laughs> we're in the pool um, but it it it's great and I think you can do it. I believe in both of you. Yeah.
3: Distract- <laughs> distractions are very, very a helpful training tool also. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like sleight of hand, right? I had a young man with autism. We were getting him ready for a trip, and we had to go do the open water in the quarry. So he was certified before we went on this trip. And so we're cool. going down in the quarry, and all of a sudden we hit what is called a thermocline, where it goes from warmer water to colder water. Well, he hit the thermocline. And he was like giving me thumbs up, like I want to go up, I want to go up. So I I carry a slate with me and a signaling device. And I and I held this I said, Okay, hold on. I said, We went up just a little bit. And he said, Look at look at my slate. And I'm riding on the slate. And what I'm doing is I'm killing time. And I'm let I'm I'm letting him get acclimated to the colder water. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of I, I said, Do you want do you want to go up or do you want to go down? He goes, uh no let's go down. So we were able to finish the dive, but mm-hmm. it's little things like that where we kind of mm-hmm. go, Hey, look over here. <laughs> you know. What I mean? yeah. And, yeah. and we get them, get them to do things that we know they can do, but there might be a little bit of um, apprehension at that moment.
0: So. Yeah. You interrupted the moment, you know, mm-hmm. you interrupted that moment of panic. About that, being yeah. So nervous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a refocus almost, yeah. which I think is so amazing. So, um, I'm definitely going to be emailing you (laughs) 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 to see what we can do in Arizona um, because you guys have me completely sold. I mean, Gracie is going to be eight um, June 1st. So we have plenty of time. And because I just said, JC, you know, Gracie is going to be eight June 1st. Why don't you talk to us about the age ranges? (laughs) Uh uh
3: I'm sorry, the age range. Age ranges.
2: Well, I know that eight. you can definitely get her into Bubble Maker. You know, they, most of the standard dive agencies will accept eight year olds. That's kind of their bottom number. We start people at 10, um, but uh, it doesn't mean that she can't go and experience stuff in a pool. Uh, junior certifications uh, go up to 15, and then at 15, you can get a standard dive certification. Um, if they were to get one at a younger age, then once they hit 15, they can redo their um, their certification, then they have it for the rest of their lives.
3: I'm sure you have a scuba shop in, in your area where you could bring, bring her in and, and the whole family, really, and just try scuba. They call it try scuba. We call it dive heart scuba experience program, but mm-hmm. dive shops have that regularly. Some have pools right in their shop where you can Ooh. go in and just try it in a warm controlled environment. And yeah, give, give that a shot for sure. Yeah.
2: And you're going to be yeah. down at the Riviera Maya, it, it, you know, your resort might offer it. What I would suggest is definitely talk to the people that you want to work with before you work with them, you know, mm-hmm. discuss um, Gracie and, you know, her, what trigger she might have or what you're thinking about always go with your gut. Jim's like, mm-hmm. if you think there's a problem, there's a problem. So mm-hmm. it's okay to walk away. And one of the better rules in diving is any diver can call any dive at any time without mm-hmm. anyone giving you a hard time. So a lot of that is, you know, your gut, but, um, you know, we talk a lot, we teach our instructors a lot about sometimes you don't see the disability Mm -hmm. and that, um, because the person doesn't see it, you know, you're missing a limb or you're not in a wheelchair, or you don't have, um, you know, you don't look like you have a disability, they forget. And then they're like expecting behaviors out of someone that they're not going to get. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to communicate and, and let the people that you're going to work with know. And that's where our training comes in, right? That's what we focus on is that, guess what? It, you know, Jim Jim will tell a story where he's like, a, a volunteer got frustrated one day because he's like, I told this person 10 times that, you know, mm-hmm. does not do it that way. And, he, and Jim's like, well, guess what? You signed up so that you might have to tell him another 100 times, and that's going to mm-hmm. be okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of us have these these moments, and. Um, we just reinforce it and until, you know, you get used to it. And, you know, it helps our volunteers grow as people too, you know, because mm-hmm. at first they're like, I don't think I can work with such and such a type of disability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oof. And then in the end, a lot of times, funny, funny thing is that'll be the favorite Group of people <laughs> that end up working, with. Mm.
0: you're
2: like, oh my god, I can't believe that I didn't want to meet or didn't want to, you know, extend myself because mm-hmm. I had this idea that I wasn't going to be able to handle it. And it's not about the the people; it's about themselves. But that, they, yeah. I yes. can't do it. And then they learn that they can and then it it's it's great.
3: I would definitely mm-hmm. recommend though that you, <laughs> you learn first in a pool locally before mm-hmm. you ever
2: Oh don't they, get in a boat and go
3: deep. They though. they have resort courses and, <laughs> oh, no. and when you're out of the country, you know, mm-hmm. you're out of the country. You're dealing with other pools <laughs> and people don't mm-hmm. you know, you, you we're very <laughs> or little. lack
1: thereof. Or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen regulations.
3: I've seen, though, I've seen <laughs> Dive operations do what they call resort courses, like at Riviera Maya, mm-hmm. for example. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've seen things that scare me. So mm-hmm. you, you want to definitely learn in a controlled environment, locally in a pool, before you you know they start saying, oh, we, we're in a pool for half an hour, and now we're going to go to 30 feet. <laughs> can go to the and a, oh, gosh, no, that's not, <laughs> not the way you want to learn to dive.
0: No, uh, I'm already trying to think. I'm going to find somewhere. I figure if Tucson doesn't have anything, Phoenix will. Mm-hmm. So. You probably will have
2: something.
3: Yeah, I trained it, we're uh, gonna I, at a shop there years ago, but those mm-hmm. people have scattered. I'm sure and gone
0: mm-hmm. markets. So, yeah, Tosh, are we going to get? Are we going to get certified? Dude, are we going to have
1: diver? No, kids? this is just like a <laughs> yep life goal. Come on.
3: Yeah, I think I think <laughs> Natasha, you have I think aquatic adventures in uh, in Arlington. I believe is uh, we've trained them in the past, and they probably have, can help you out in your area.
1: Yeah, we and and uh, my husband and I we venture down to California all the time. Mm -hmm. So she's in the northwest. You're in the northwest. Northwest. I mean, yeah, so not so
2: DC. No, that's okay. Yeah, Yeah.
3: oh, we've got
2: an amazing uh, instructor who he's a little bit south of you. He's out of Portland. Um, Portland is is 10 minutes from me. Oh, really? So he, (laughs) he is an amazing instructor and. Yeah. They have their their nonprofit is called safe scuba access for Everyone. access for everyone. Yeah. And um, if you look them up, they built their own pool. We'll
3: and connect you. yeah, oh. send, send an it's amazing. amazing. Yes.
1: yes, please, please,
2: yeah. please. Do. And yes. I think I think you'd you'd love them. But he he's and he's very active yeah. and yeah. he loves doing it.
1: Yeah, and we, we you know Pacific Northwest we don't have capability of having pool year round, <laughs> but when ours is up, <laughs> my son Jack is, it, I mean he's a fish in the water. Yeah. You know that's where he it feels like he belongs the most. You no, know, he, just
2: it's is. a indoor pool and um, yeah. that he built, yeah. and it's yeah. it's warm so that he can work. I think that they they can work all all year round. Yeah. So it's amazing.
1: Yeah, see we got to double down because my husband's a surfer. So yeah. We gotta. We'll do the scuba, and then teach Jack how to surf. And
2: and we have a we big go. contingent um, of Dive Heart instructors and buddies out in Hawaii now. So, they, yeah.
1: Maybe we'll. Maybe we're going to be needing to do a mom's talk autism dive heart trip, Hawaii trip. trip.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, any excuse to get back to Hawaii. Sign me up. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> they def- definitely much. on my radar for sure. Yeah, yes. I don't need yeah. much.
3: And I leave. For- so, go ahead. I was just oh, I no. for Southern California. I was gonna ask you where in California you go because I'm going to Southern California uh on Monday. And we, oh. we have a brand new instructor who is um, has his own shop in the Los Angeles area.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, we're we're Southern California. We're uh Laguna and
0: and uh San Diego. Uh yeah, Sandy, Diego. Yeah, yeah. I know San Diego's a real short drive from here, so um, So we're going to share well, all the things first we're going to share in the show notes, um, a lot of the links that you guys sent us for sure. Your YouTube channel, because that's amazing. Obviously your website. Um, and, I think what we'll do is share through our Instagram stories. Um, we have a pretty active Instagram community. So we're going to share some of the stories of some of your autistic divers for our parents. Um, and if people want to reach you, reach out to you, find you, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, the best way is info
2: at dot org. Uh, okay. that will get, I'll see it. It'll get to him. If you say, you know, I I'm interested, um, And talking with Jim um, and we'll, we'll just get it to the right place.
3: If you, uh, if you do call, if you call, go to the website and get the phone number, Mm -hmm. all the calls that go to the office come right to me. So Mm -hmm. I get all of them and then I decide where they need to go. Maybe Mm -hmm. they need to go to Tina Marie. Maybe they need to go to our office manager or a training Mm -hmm. coordinator or whatever. So, and that's usually when I, I try to find out, you know, what their abilities are and what the, you know, what they're talking about, you know, get a good picture so we can pass along good information.
0: Awesome. And are you guys on social media at all?
2: We are. So we have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Jim's part of a, or we're also part of a scuba social media. Yeah. And, um,
0: I think that's it. Is that it? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So they can search you on Facebook. What is your Instagram handle? How do they find you on Instagram? I think it's just at dive heart. A dive heart, perfect. I try to keep it simple because um, when yes. we set it up, we didn't know what we were doing. Amen. Here to find people that way, so that's fine. Well, I just want to say thank you, guys, so much mm-hmm. for being on with us today. You, all of the stories were so inspiring to watch, and Tosh and I are going to get certified now. It's, mm-hmm. it's set.
2: I love it's a deal. It. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we invite everyone to mm-hmm. to try and. And join us, man. It's good, it's good
3: times. Good times. Yeah, come on a dive hard yeah. trip. It, you, it's it's yeah. really pretty cool. Are oh,
2: we yeah. can create one just for you guys?
0: Yes. Jasper, yes. That's what I'm saying. We oh, we can make little a little retreat. Autism community retreat. I, like I love it. it. I like All it. right. It's in the works now. It's in our <laughs> brains. How, how can we support you guys? You guys are a volunteer-driven company, you're a nonprofit. How do we support you?
2: So um share our stories for sure. Um and Facebook is awesome. They, if you do a non, you know, if you do a fundraiser for Dive Heart, if you guys want to get together, do a fundraiser for Dive Heart, um, on, you know, during autism, the month that we celebrate people with mm-hmm. neurodiversity, mm-hmm. or if, um, for your birthday or anything like that, the beautiful thing is that, uh, Facebook gives us a hundred percent of all donations and mm-hmm. they are still to a nonprofit. It'll go directly to mm-hmm. us. Awesome. That's amazing.
0: And can mm-hmm. people donate through your
2: website? They can. Mm-hmm. They can give us uh, donate through our website. And like I said, if you if you want to give time and talent versus money, mm-hmm. we accept that as well and, and we're grateful
3: for it. And then there's there's like I'm I'm not really proficient at this, but I know Zell, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And, okay. and, uh-huh.
3: and all those things. And how do they do that?
2: That is, yeah, everything, Tina Marie. everything is info at diveheart.org. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's how you find us info at diveheart.org. See, I'm
3: good at delegating. Yeah. <laughs> how do you do we,
0: we will keep it simple. We will keep it simple. Well, Jim, Tina Marie, thank you guys so, so much for being on with us. And hopefully, we'll have you on again when we have a Moms Talk Autism dive heart trip. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's good.
2: Happy
0: dance. I yeah. like it. <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll catch you next week. See you later.
1: Bye, guys.